You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back, Beck UL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth here on a Wednesday. We will get to 2022 World Series odds. Our first at uh, the board for next year. Obviously, uh, you know, we have the offseason to go. Hopefully, it will be an offseason and they'll be crazy, all that. But we'll take our first look at that coming up. Some NFL line movement we want to get into, some Joe, Joe knows. So, a lot to do here on the show before Lightning Mets. And we'll talk to Thor Nystrom coming up, of course. Uh, NBC Sports Edge to talk some college football. He is ready to ch- chat with us, and we're excited to talk talk to Thor Nystrom, NBC Sports Edge. He's joining us on the Roman guest line. He's a content creator for college football and the NFL Draft for NBC Sports Edge. And um, we were talking earlier, Thor, about your hypothetical spreads for some of these potential matchups here. And and really, let's start with Cincinnati, right? That's that's the story after last night. Cincinnati sixth in the rankings. What did you think of where the committee put them? Surprised, or did you think this is where where they kind of fall? No, I wasn't surprised. It's like, you know, you're in a bad relationship or whatever, and you're always disappointed by the other person. And so you, they, they do another thing that disappoints you, and you're just not surprised at all. That that was sort of my feeling about see, seeing Cincinnati at six. I think they deserve to be in the playoffs. So I think I probably would have had them in the top four, but hopefully it gets there by the end of the season. Yeah. You, you know what's interesting, Thor, is all the messages that are sent with the initial rankings. And it felt like the message was, yeah, Cincinnati, you're out. We know your opponent's moving forward. There's not going to be an opportunity for you to move up, but there there is going to be an opportunity for some of these other teams to move up. Uh, what did surprise you in the overall rankings? We've got Michigan three, Oregon rounding out the top four. You have an undefeated team like Oklahoma all the way down at eight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In terms of what surprised me, I mean, you know, most of it and none of it, you know, I mean, none of it in terms of just like we've seen the committee make wonky decisions over the course of years. And so, yeah, I mean, it was it was sort of a a potpourri uh, period. Like, you know, I was surprised. First of all, I was surprised to see Michigan State number three. I was very surprised to see Oregon number four. Um, and then, you know, Cincinnati being behind both Ohio State and Oregon, um, I, w- I was surprised by by all that stuff. And then, of course, like you mentioned, Oklahoma being down at eight. That's a stunner. Uh, th- them being they're nine and oh, it's a nine and oh, big 12 leader. I, I, I again, I, I don't understand. I, I don't understand. I throw my hands up at it. So do you think if Caleb Williams was a quarterback all year, they would be higher? I think so. Yeah. But I mean, you can't win more than nine out of nine, you know? I mean, so again, you're, you're talking about an undefeated power five team and you know, where are they at now? Right. Like I I know they had a scare with Williams against Kansas and obviously that was, that was pretty embarrassing, but to knock them down that far, uh, what we're looking for is a team to get through uh, the season in a power five conference undefeated. 
Like that's, that's what you're looking for when you're making the, the, the playoff rankings. And so we have one there, um, you know, again, you know, if they win their next four games, I'm sure they're going to be in, but just as far as an initial ranking, it, it just strikes me as weird. Take us through your process here. The hypothetical spreads, you wrote it up, NBC Sports Edge. If these teams played each other, who you would have as favorite? I believe you had Cincinnati favorite uh, on a hypothetical game against both Oregon and Michigan State. What went into those? How do you come up with those? Yeah, so, I mean, like, the the power rankings are are based on how you played uh, mostly this year at this point. You know, there's a slight bit of last year uh, baked into it as well. But that's how, you know, that's how we set the power rankings, one through 30. Um, and then I just, you know, it, it's just like the, the one of the numbers deducted from the other one or whatever. It, th- those numbers are just in a vacuum. My system says that Cincinnati is a better team than Oregon. It doesn't have to do with perception, it, you know, anything like that. That's just team strength. So, again, you know, it, it's another reason why it surprises me. You have a one-loss team that objectively is a worse team than an undefeated team. And sure, Cincinnati's in the AAC, but um, I, my system would have them as, as, as a favorite on a neutral site. And I think Las Vegas would too. Uh, Thor, one more on the rankings here. It's interesting that Michigan is sitting there at seven. So we've got Michigan State saying, okay, you guys got a tough road ahead, but we're impressed with what you've done. You're third. And if you go to the odds board, most places have them at 80 to one. Now, Michigan, who lost to Michigan State, you're number seven with one loss, but you are also 80 to one. And we know they're probably going to drop down Cincinnati. Some of these teams are going to have losses. They will drop. What's Michigan's peak? What can they be if everything works out the rest of the way? And maybe the only loss is to a very, very good Michigan State team. Yeah, I mean, if if that was the case, they'd probably be in, right? Like, I mean, if, if they went out, because it would require beating Ohio State, um, and it would require winning the Big Ten title. You know, if if they're twelve and one at the end of the regular season, you would assume that they would be in, especially now that they've been ranked ahead of Oklahoma. Um, but I don't see much of a scenario where they beat both Ohio State and win the Big Ten title, as well as the other games that they have left. In terms of the odds at eighty to one. They're not a team I would bet on. Just to, you know, again, they're one of those teams where it's one more and they're eliminated, and they have one of the harder schedules remaining of any of these teams in the top ten of that board. Thor, um, the value now, based on the rankings, based on where we're at, uh, where do you see some value if some of our listeners want to, want to jump in here? I mean, Oregon's at thirty to one. Feels like they have a, a pretty good track if they just continue to win. Ohio State, um, you know, we can you can find Oklahoma significantly down to Michigan State, 80 to one to win the national title based on the rankings, based on the schedules. Where do you think some value lies on, on one of these teams to, to go all the way and win a national title? Yeah. So I, I definitely wouldn't bet on Georgia at, I mean, they're even money right now. I, I you know, where we're at in the season right now, I'm definitely not betting on Georgia, even money uh, to, to win the rest of their games. Then Alabama at plus 275, they don't make any sense either because they got to play Georgia in the SEC title game. One more loss and they're gone. Definitely not betting on them. Um, so with the values, Cincinnati at 30 to 1, I think definitely. I, I, if, if they went out, I just don't see how you can omit them. Um, it's a thing where you would have to sort of change, uh, move the goalposts back again to the degree where I think the people making the field 
would break their own wheel by omitting an undefeated Cincinnati team. So at 30 to one, I think that they're an okay value because of that reason. Um, the other team, I, I think you, you pointed to it at Oregon at 50 to one, just because their schedule coming, you know, I, I mentioned how difficult Michigan schedule is going forward. Oregon sort of the opposite case. They're already in the field right now. So ostensibly, if they just went out, they'll just stay there. The, the rest of their games at Washington, home against Wazoo, at Utah, home against Oregon State, and in the Pac-12 title game. As far as these other Power 5 teams that are that are up there in the rankings like that, that's the easiest schedule that you got. So they have the easiest way in. They, I don't love that team, but they have a game changer at defensive end in Kayvon Thibodeau. And we've seen when Thibodeau is on, that, that defense can get ridiculous um, because they don't need to uh, blitz you to get pressure. And so that's a team that would have a puncher's chance in any game, as we saw in September when they went to Columbus, Ohio, and beat Ohio State. So if you agree with Thor, you can if you shop around, you can find some 50s. I saw some 60-to-1s uh, this morning uh, with Cincinnati, number six in the in- initial college football playoff rankings there. Uh, let's talk about these hypothetical lines. Now, Thor, that we have something to go off of. I, we know that there's going to be adjustments each and every week, but, na- but now we have an idea of what the committee is thinking, and people want hypothetical point spreads. And I know you made some. Uh, can, you, can you help us out with your process going about this and uh, how you landed on some of these numbers with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that Learn more at marines.com. Yeah, you know, it's just, it, it's it's trying to look at, you know, if you removed everything else, you remove the market's opinion, you, you know, everything like that. It's just in a vacuum. What would these lines be right now if, if all that stuff was removed? If it was just, you know, fair, just objectively fair. Um, and, you know, so, so that's how I, I, I arrive at these numbers. Again, it, it's mostly based on how you played up till this point in the season. Um, and, you know, it, Right now at NBC Sports, I have I have a column out where it's like you know the adjusted spread, uh, my hypothetical adjusted spread for almost every single potential uh, playoff uh, matchup. So you know, just something fun to to get into. Thor, um, over the next couple of weeks here, based on schedules, based on how the committee has worked in the past, how, how do you think these rankings might change? Obviously, a loss will change, but but let's let's play it out the next couple of weeks. Let's say the teams at the top, unless they're playing each other mostly win. Do you think there'll be adjustments based on strength of the schedule, who plays who and what teams are playing really good teams versus teams that are playing like Cincinnati, not, not many other good teams. Do you think there could be tweaks to this even without a significant loss or two over the next couple of weeks? Yes and no. Um, over the next two weeks, there's not a ton of like of the marquee uh, type games. So you might not see as much like, you know, Georgia plays Missouri and Tennessee Alabama plays LSU and New Mexico State. Ohio State plays Nebraska and Purdue, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But once you get to week, uh, what would be, you know, 12 and 13, the last two weeks of the season, that's when we have some more of these enormous matchups. Uh, Michigan State, they, they have to, you know, they're going to have to play Ohio State, you know, for instance. And so I think you're going to see some more big movement then. But when we're trying to look at like a big upset in the next two weeks that would shake it up. 
it's sort of difficult to, to see one of those teams rising up. And, and just as far as like the teams, you know, like um, uh, one of these undefeated teams for them to, to get moved down after a win, it would have to be a situation you would assume like Oklahoma, the, the scare they had against Kansas. Um, I, it's hard, it's hard to project something like that too. So I, I think over the next couple of weeks, the top top of the board is going to remain pretty much the same. Um, and I think th- those last two weeks is where it's going to become the musical chair thing. And we're going to start to see teams knocked out. Uh, early on in the season, Thor, a lot of Iowa Hawkeyes fans that I know ha- had some dreams and, uh, it's not going to work out for them as far as the college football playoff, but they're still going to play football. And uh, this weekend, they're going to Evanston, Saturday night game, Iowa on the road, favored by a dozen. I know you've got to play here. What, what's your thought here? I love Iowa. And, it, you know, in, in, in this game, the, the last two weeks, so the market's out on Iowa basically right now because last two weeks they, they lost 27 to 7, and then they lost 24 to 7. Um, but there's a really interesting stat. And and by the way, speaking of Iowa fans, I am one. I went to grad school at Iowa. I watched all of their games live. There was a stat that perfectly encapsulated what, why, what has happened to Iowa the last two weeks has happened, mm-hmm. which is that they were like number six in the country heading into last week in points off of turnovers, whereas they were 120th in the nation in points off possessions that did not begin with turnovers. Last week, of course, they get no turnovers against Wisconsin. They only score one touchdown. And over the course of the last two weeks in Wisconsin and, and Purdue, they got uh, the turnover game. They lost it. It was either five to one or six to one. And so, I mean, it, it's just a clear through line of, of why they've struggled. Um, when you're looking for a team that matches up well with Iowa, it's a team that takes care of the ball on offense, of course. So Iowa can't score off your turnovers. And the other thing that's really important is to have a really good defensive line because Iowa's offensive line has been down this season. Disappointing. You know, they had Tyler Linderbaum coming back and everything like that. Expected it to be a good offensive line. It hasn't been great. And so teams that have good defensive lines, they can get pressure on Iowa every single play without blitzing. Wisconsin has an awesome defensive line. And so does Purdue. I, I don't think people realize it with Purdue, but they have a kid named George Karloftis who's going to be a first-round pick in, in, in April. Um, you look at, at, at Northwestern, there's something like 115th in the nation in expected turnover rate. So they don't take care of the ball. They don't fit there. And then in terms of defensive havoc rate, they're also lower than 100. They're not a team that can affect teams that have bad offensive lines. This is, this is a matchup that, it, like this happens with Iowa where they get into bad matchups and they get smoked and then they, they come back to an, to an easier matchup and they blow them out. I, I expect Iowa to absolutely roll in that game. Thor Heisman trophy. Do you see any value here? There's, there's five players that are, are you know, 10 to one or less uh, Bryce young, CJ Stroud, Matt Corral, Kenneth Walker off the gigantic game last week against Michigan, Caleb Williams, who's kind of come on like a comet the last couple of weeks. Right now, uh, you're feeling on this Heisman Trophy race, which which feels pretty wide open. Wide open. Yeah, it does. Um, you know, outside of chalk, which you know this this season, it seems like um, you know, like the the chalk is it was sort of where you know it, it's been the whole season. Like those top two guys, there hasn't been a ton of change. If I was going to go down uh, the board just a little bit, one of the guys that interested me uh, was was Kenneth Walker. Now, the, those odds have been ridiculously slashed uh, to this point. But if Michigan State wins out, Kenneth Walker wins the Heisman. I, I, I don't see any way that that doesn't happen. Um, you know, like the, the the guys that he's going against, 
they already got the one loss. So they already got, you know, sort of a scarlet letter on, on their resume. Whereas with Walker, we haven't seen as many, you know, running backs in, in, in recent years win the award, but um, he's a guy where you could easily make uh, the argument that, that the reason that they went from being whatever they were last year, where they were under 500 to potentially being, you know, 12 and 0, 13 and 0 uh, this season, I, I think that would be enough to get him the award. Now, do I think that Michigan State's going to finish undefeated? No, I don't. That was Thor Nice from NBC Sports Edge on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first one. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. Coming up next, MLB Futures. The odds are out for the 2022 World Series. We'll dive into it. BeckQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.